So, we have been basically spending the majority of the past week um, doing nothing but watching all the NHL games that have been going on in the playoffs. So, what we're going to do is basically we're going to tell you everything that we've been seeing and explain what's been going on and then make some predictions for what's going to happen in the future. I think that sounds like a good idea. Okay, so which series should we go through first? Let's go to the one that's actually in doubt or a little undecided. Let's go to the Capitals Blue Jackets because that one's the only one that's actually been rather competitive so far. With three of the four overtime games being played in that series. So do you think the Capitals will finally play like they should and actually win a series and move on? Well, yeah, they've been using Braden Holpe pretty well over the past two games, which they've both won. The first two games, for basically most of them, they've been using Philip Grubauer. Looks like the lack of experience has gotten to him, and now they're heading back home with home ice advantage with a clearly better goaltender who has been doing a better job. You know, I also think one of their things is they need to take penal- fewer penalties. They take penalties at the most inopportune times, yeah, specifically that's really uh, hurting them. Mr. Wilson who uh, really likes to hurt them. with especially penalty. He takes penalties in the offensive zone at a rate. That's, that's a lot of penalties he's yep. taken. Um, what they really need to do, though, is they need to just get through the series and then prepare everything they've got for who we all assume that they're going to be playing, the Pittsburgh Penguins, who have been basically, besides Game 2, shown that they are the much better team. Um, And the Flyers, they've been trying, but Brian Elliott, just besides that one game, he can't really get anything going for him. Yeah, I mean, I think game two is just a complete aberration. I mean, you take game two out of it, and the Philadelphia Flyers have given up seven goals, five goals, and five goals. Yeah, Um, seven, one, five, and five. And they've scored a total of one goal besides that game two. Yeah, so I, I think game two is just... An aberration, and they also lost um, Sean, Sean, Couturier Sean Couturier on a fluke, fluke practice injury. Yeah, that's even going to make it worse. And they're going to PPG Paints Arena on Friday today, so they're going to have to give everything they've got to win that game. But really, we all just think that Pittsburgh is going to continue their dominance. Yeah, it's an inevitable march to the second round for them. Early this season, they did not look like they were going to make it this far, but now they were able to pick up the slack. Matt Murray's healthy. You know, I I think they also remind me to an extent of the the NHL's version of, like, the Cleveland Cavaliers, where the regular season doesn't really mean much. You just get into the playoffs, and then they know what to do. Well, get, the regular season doesn't mean much to them, but then again, they like to choke in the second round. Yeah, see, at least, at least the Cavaliers and the Penguins... The regular season doesn't mean much to them, but they actually turn it on and perform in the playoffs. Yeah, they actually know what they're doing. The Capitals. Except they've won more playoff series. The problem with them, though, is that can their incredibly worse defense than years prior get them through? Because they've lost a lot of good defensemen last offseason. Well, we'll have to see. I mean, I think they can get past the Capitals if the Capitals advance. Um, And then you'd have to see who they come up against whether it's Tampa Bay or Boston, because both those have pretty good first lines. And speaking of Tampa Bay and Boston, those are two incredibly good teams. One of them seems to be taking good control of the series, and that would be the Lightning going up 3-1 to one going home. Boston and Toronto, though, that is 
looking like it's been a big um, a big win for Boston because they're up 3-1. But the thing is, a team like Toronto, they weren't that far behind them in the regular season, which by which I mean like the three teams in the Atlantic, they've been just smoking the rest of the yes. division besides the Panthers at the end. Yeah, we also have to keep in mind that Bergeron is out now. Bergeron so. is out, but they've got a lot of effective youth going on. I don't know if Corrales still injured. Is he still injured? Um, to I be honest, I'm back. not really sure. He may be back. But they've got him. Ryan Donato is injured. Yes. But then they've got Jake DeBrusque, and then they've got a bunch of better youth. They've got a better goaltender, too, Garask. Yeah, much... M- 100% agree. Yeah, Freddie Anderson, he's been a bit inconsistent so You know, far. I, I think part of the problem also with Toronto is they just haven't learned how to win yet in the playoffs. And Toronto, when you make the playoffs, the pressure really ramps up. Next year, though, if they're able to step it up a little bit, maybe get home ice advantage in the playoffs, because they can go far in the future, because Austin Matthews, it's only a second year. Correct. You know... They're, as weird as it's going to sound, their time to win is coming up soon because... Once Matthews gets in his prime and they've got a bunch of other and, good pieces... And they got to pay him and start paying a lot of guys. That's the primary reason why they're saying that they really don't even have a shot and may not even go after John Tavares in free agency. is because they can't pay him $12.5 million and then pay Matthews $14 Matthews million. is going to get a good payday soon. Yes. He'll probably get the Connor McDavid treatment. Hopefully, what would, happened to Connor McDavid won't happen to him. Yes, but I, I, I definitely would have to think that he's going to get a massive deal in free and when he finally hits free agency. Yeah, we're talking about Tavares? No, I was talking about Austin Matthews there. Austin Matthews, yeah. He's most likely going to stay with Toronto. He has no reason to leave. No, no. I think he's comfortable. He's going to stay there. It's their number one priority for him. I mean... no. If we're staying in the Atlantic, we could go to the number one team in the Atlantic, Tampa Bay. Not really that close to getting the number one seed. So if they end up playing Boston in the second round, which it looks like it's shaping up to be. that one, To me, that could be a toss-up. That would be a big toss-up. I have, um, I made a bracket and I predicted Boston getting past them in that round. But the thing is, like, they've got a lot, as I said, of effective youth. They've got new players that have already started to prove themselves and if that if this is not the year then two years down the road even one year down the road they can make it to the finals or even win the whole 100 i think i think second round you know assuming that it's boston versus tampa bay you know does everyone stay healthy does boston get bergeron back those those are yeah, big bergeron things would help them a lot well 100 and I, I mean, I don't think they need Bergeron to beat Toronto. They probably need Bergeron to beat Tampa, Tampa Bay. Bay. Um, also, you know, both teams have how should, how we put this um, offenders. They they've offenders in the um, discipline area. Both um, Boston and Tampa Bay. Um, I mean, I I think Tampa Bay. Hedman, did you see the play with Victor Hedman? Uh, no. When he um, gave a cheap shot, let's just say a very cheap shot to a New Jersey Devils player that 100% uh, should have been suspended for yeah. and at there least gotten been a lot been penalized of with all, I think they were just running out of suspensions and that's why they didn't. Well, you know, it is. I, I think also part of the thing is, is that you're not going to suspend 
players or they choose not to suspend players unless it's for like blindside hits. They suspend players for the optic of safety. Basically. Not Which is why cheap shots. Yeah, if we're going back to the um, Boston-Toronto series in game one, there was that hit on uh, Tommy Wingles from Nazem Kadri, and yes. he got suspended. There have been four suspensions so far. Um, there have been Some teams have gotten really bad penalty minutes, as you said, the Capitals and the Ducks, mm-hmm. especially in game one for the Ducks. But if we're talking about the Devils, they had a pretty good stretch at home. They just couldn't finish it yeah, in game I, I mean, uh, four. The, the Devils are a young team. They No one, go back to preseason, I don't think anyone expected the Devils to be where they are right now. The problem is, in the regular season, during the last couple of months, they were not doing as well as they had in the middle Correct. of the season. They, and they're in a stacked Metropolitan Division. Which they they got away teams. with falling back a little to the pack because of their such an amazing start. Um, they also had the whole issue with one of their goalies going down, coming back. Kincaid did pretty good over the season, though, but in those games against Tampa Bay, he couldn't really yeah. stand up. And Tampa Bay... Also, despite it not looking like it, they almost fell to the second seed. But that's mainly because over the trade dead, the trade deadline, they got even better. They got Ryan McDonough and paired t- back with Dan Girardi. And it takes some time to... Yes, they, they were former teammates, but it's still... It's a different system, different coach, different team. It takes time to adjust and you know mesh together. And you can't just assume that a trade is suddenly going to equal instant chemistry. What I like about Tampa Bay, though, is that over the offseason, over the trade deadline, they've managed to get a bunch of veterans and good stars on their team. Now, I'm not saying that that's going to make them win the whole thing. That never usually works out. Just getting a bunch of stars on the team. Just ask the Washington Redskins. 100% agree with you on that one. But um, they've looked pretty good this season, and if they can keep it up throughout the playoffs, if if they play Boston, I can imagine that series going to seven games. I, I, I think uh, I could see that being... One of, if not the most closely contested and interesting series in the entire playoffs. And that could come down to something as simple as a home ice advantage. Yes. Because all the home ice advantages, basically all of them in the postseason, they've been really, really loud. They've been making the other teams nervous. They've been basically doing what a home crowd should do. Yes. And, you know, both teams here, both the Bruins and the Lightning, their experience, they know what it's like to be a playoff team. They're not the, the moment's not going to get too big for them. Game seven, game six, facing elimination, it's not going to be too big for them. So with all these close, great series going on, what do you think it'll shape up to be? So in the second round, we established that it was going to be Pittsburgh, Washington. Yes. And then we say Tampa Bay versus Boston. Yes, we both agree on that. And then, so what do you think will happen then? I'm I mean, pretty sure we both agree that the Penguins are going to win that second series. Yes, because I, Washington was way better last year than they were this year, and they still managed to lose. So unless they finally like go on a huge push. I, I don't see them getting over their history, historic curse, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, I can see that one going six games, probably not seven. Yeah. And... Uh, you know, the more the Capitals lose, the more pressure goes on to them. Ovechkin hears it more. A lot, a lot. You know, even though Ovechkin, even every year, he's he's been pretty good in the playoffs. Yeah, but he can never pe- get past the, the third round. Yeah. It's always the Rangers or the Penguins or the 
you know, know all the other teams. It's mainly the Penguins throughout their history. They always get nervous over the um, when they have to face the Penguins. Somehow, yeah. like the Penguins are more experienced in the playoffs. You know, it happens. You have great teams that just can't get past a certain competitor in their conference. And now we have to make a much harder decision: Tampa Bay or Boston. I, I, I want to say that I think the Bruins are playing better overall. I'd say that as well. It's youth versus veterans, and I honestly believe that the youth can help bring the team, which is already a team full of stars. They've got Bergeron, they've got Pasternak, they've got um, Bacchus, who's been playing better than yes, he has. I expected, and of course they've got Zdeno Chara. Um, you know, but this is I'm I'm going to go under the assumption that. Ideally, Bergeron is back for game one. He should be back for at least a couple games in the other series. Yes. I mean, you never really know because hockey with its infamously vague injuries, yeah. upper body injury could be <laughs> anything. Yeah, injuries could play a big factor because, as we said, these teams match up pretty equally. Um, so if we're going to say Boston, it'll be Boston versus Pittsburgh in the conference finals. And which of the black and gold teams do you think will make it to the yeah. final? Personally, if I'm just looking at this, which team I'd rather see advance, I'd rather see Boston advance. I hate to say it as a Ranger fan, but yeah. And One of these teams is going to have to win if they make it. Yes. But the thing is, it would be nice to see a new team make it to the finals, Pittsburgh. It would be nice if they three-peated, but nobody wants to see that really no, besides Pittsburgh. I, I think, to be honest, I know we haven't brought up the Western Conference, but most casual fans that know a little bit about hockey... I think they're all going to jump on the Vegas Golden Knight bandwagon if they keep yeah. continuing. That's a very big fan favorite. Um, so, And I'm sure the fans at T-Mobile Arena would say the same. Did you see that um, introduction game one? That game one introduction had to have been one of the best, the best things pre-game I've playoff Madison Square things Garden I've ever seen. Madison Square Garden step their game up. I, you know what? I, I think a lot of the teams are going to start stepping it up. And what's great is... That prior to the season, there was all this talk about, well, you know, Las Vegas is a tourist town. It's going to be it's most... too hot for the ice. It's too hot for the ice. Most of the fans are going to be, you know, the out-of-town people coming in to root their own teams. If Vegas makes it all the way, they might not boo Gary Bettman. They may that, not boo Gary Bettman. They may not. And to be honest, I know we've flipped from one conference to the other. Yeah. Um, the Golden Knights have... To really thank a lot of the other teams for helping set them up for this. Florida basically became a farm team to them. Yes, well, like you know, they gave them Marshall. They gave them uh, Riley Smith. Some of that is on Florida. Like, you need to evaluate your players a little bit better. And then there's Gerard Gallant, who's probably going to get the Coach of the Year award. Who was fired from what team? Exactly. In, the, in a taxi cab. In a taxi after cab. An away game. And I mean, I'm an Islanders fan. I would have given anything to have yeah. Gallant become our coach. <laughs> and um, considering that Florida was one game out of the playoffs, they could have really used Marcia Snow. 100%. But if the nerds like you, you got to go. It's, it's true. Florida. Um, um, but if we're on the subject of Vegas, let's see. How do they manage to sweep the Los Angeles Kings, who have had a roller coaster season, so we didn't exactly know what to expect for them? I had Vegas in six. Yeah, instead it was a four. And it, but, I mean, I will admit they were four closely contested games. There was the Dowdy suspension. Which hurts them. I mean, Dowdy is a, you know, top three, top four defenseman in the league. Definitely, definitely. 
And, uh, I mean, they were close games, as you said. But Marc-Andre Fleury, I mean, he's definitely not lost a beat since last season. No. For I mean, that, that's, that's really what all you have to say. Marc-Andre Fleury, he knows how to... Yes, he's gotten a bad rap, but he does know how to perform in the playoffs. And, I mean, he pitched two shutouts and gave up three goals in the entire series. Now, that's not saying Jonathan Quick didn't do a good job either. He did a pretty good job for a goaltender. If a team, if his team had scored more, they probably would have forced more games or even won the series. Yeah. But what happened was we all know that Vegas is a team that could score William Carlson, James Neal. Um, but there was that great game, too, that I liked. Yes, the overtime the one with game. the overtime. Like, a lot of people were saying that Eric Howell wasn't a good pickup from the Wild. I personally thought they could have taken Matt Dumba yeah. or somebody like that. But the Vegas Golden Knights are always proving people wrong. Nobody expected them to go this far, and now they're getting rewarded for working. Yeah, what, what also hurt the Kings was they were rather depleted on offense. Uh, sorry, excuse me, defense. Um, and this was before the Dowdy suspension. They were already down... Um, two starring defensemen. And yeah, Kopitar was out for a while as well, and he came back for game four, but they had no chance in that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think hockey is one of those sports that if you go down three three nothing, it's pretty much over. Well, then you got to remember the reverse sweep from the Kings back when they won the cup in 2014. And what team did they do that against? The San Jose Sharks, who will be meeting up against the Vegas Golden Knights. And Anaheim, we already mentioned before that they've had a bunch of penalty minutes, especially in Game 1. Yes. But once they basically went down 2-0, I mean, SAP Center, it's a pretty loud arena. The Sharks basically dominated that, showing in Game 3 with an 8-1 victory. Yeah, I mean, that, 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 was, that was a disappointment. I and John Gibson can't Anaheim. even blame Jonathan Bernier for this one. No, he, he really can't. He, his team, we were talking about the penalties. I believe um, most of the goals in this were power play goals. Yeah, and um, let's see. Let's check the stats. San Jose uh, had the upper hand vastly in, pe- in uh, power play, and they also had the advantage in penalty kill. If So if there's a bunch no. of power plays for either team, San Jose had the upper hand. Yeah, I mean, you generally aren't going to win a game when you give up, just in the third period, three power play goals. Yeah, that that shouldn't happen to any team. Not even a team that... No. Especially not a team like the Ducks. They were expected to go far. They were one of the teams, I think, that could have beaten Vegas before the conference finals. Um, but yeah, San Jose, there was a nice pickup in Evander Kane. Like, nobody really thought highly of him ever since, you know, his attitude towards the Sabres. Yeah. But now, like, they were rewarded for that. He had two amazing goals in game one. Yeah. He's going to be a great addition for the team. I think he may be a restrict, uh, an unrestricted. He's a, he is an unrestricted free agent, which so yeah, I, teams I, are going to now be chopping at the bit to get him. I, I truly think that he may stay San with the Jose Sharks is, if they is, go far. You know, the thing is with the Sharks is that they're in San Jose. They're not. Yes, they they have a great fan base there, but it's a small it, town. It's San Jose. You're not, you know, the main focus year round. So. Same could be said about Vegas, though. Now we're going to see one of those two teams make it to the conference final. Yes, but, you know, I, I think the difference is that this Evander Kane, for example, is a major star, and he was trying to kind of rebuild his image. And, and it looks like he's done that. Ahead of free agency. And San Jose is a great place where there isn't much pressure. The media isn't going to be 
hounding you for questions. I mean, they're one of those they're one of those teams as well that also um, you know the regular season it does mean t- uh, a little bit to them, but they're a constant a consistent playoff team. Sorry, oh, one hundred. You know, like they made it all the way in 2016, but the problem is they kept on losing, like, usually in the first or second round. Yeah, I mean, for years, you know, they're, I guess this is what we call the East Coast bias, that we, you know, we're on the East Coast and most games for those teams occur. Yeah, we don't see any you of, don't the see any of it. teams that much. But San Jose has been consistently good for a long time. They just haven't been able to get that far, and when they faced the Penguins in 2016, that was the best Penguins team. Yes. And, you know, it was, it was kind of an unfortunate matchup where you finally make the playoffs, uh, make the finals, and then... They'll make it back sometime soon if they really work hard. If they, if they do everything right, if everything goes right, even next season maybe. Yes. Because Joe could... Thornton's getting old. They well, Joe Thornton's an unrestricted anymore. free agent. I, I think they're... I think he's he might gone. be signed to a team that just wants a little better in experience. I also, to be honest, wouldn't be surprised if Joe Thornton just finally says... I'm he done and just retire because he's been injured a lot lately, and he is, I believe, 38. I don't About know if he'll be 39 when the season next season starts, but it, it takes a lot to be yeah. a you know you, he's I, he's no Yager that's going to be yeah. you know playing into his 40s. So it looks like we think Vegas versus San Jose is going to be a good matchup, and that's already. That's already set, but now there's another exciting matchup that looks like it might happen, but we can't count those two teams out. Nashville and Winnipeg both have 3-1 series leads. Colorado, I mean, they were a pretty good team this year. They proved it's all wrong. Like They traded away Duchesne, and they somehow got better. Well, I think Duchesne was, at, by this point, no, he knew he did not... The team didn't want him. Yeah. He was a, a malcontent And, and really, we point. know it's McKinnon's team now. Yeah. We um, thought, like, he's been a bit underrated in the years prior. He's a good player, and now he's shown us that he can lead a team. Yeah, but I think as we've discussed with a couple other teams, this is their first real playoff yeah. experience. And, and they it, lost Eric Johnson and Semyon Varlamov, yeah. and now they have to deal with Jonathan Bernier, who did pretty well this season, but and, he's not a good goalie that's going to take you no, far. And the uh, Andrew Hammond, I believe, is starring Game 5. Oh, really? So... Yeah, and then when you're facing the Predators, who have a good goalie in Pecorine and a pretty solid backup in UC Saros, who we saw a little bit of this series, but yeah. it looks like Pecorine, barring some injury, will be there. And will then, be there. And unless he's in PPG Paints Arena, then it looks like he's going to go far. And, and so Nashville's, Nashville's a team that's been there. They have. And speaking of home ice advantages, they might have the best one. It, I could definitely agree with you on that one. But they're... I mean, with all the screaming, the rock music, the catfish, there's a lot of stuff to like about that team. They're ever, a likable team this year. They are, and they're a good team. They're a very good team. And they have their def- defense, they have the offense. And they have Ryan Ellis this time. Yes. They, they're, they're on, I'd say, on the healthier side. The expansion draft didn't mess with them too much. James Neal's a good... The James Neal could have gotten them even further up in the ranks. They already won the President's Trophy, but I don't really know if they need him right now. No, I, I really don't think so. And it looks like if they make the second round, they're looking to match up against Winnipeg. And I thought that series against Minnesota would be kind of close, but then... I think the injuries yeah, took, the injuries a, took a them major over. toll. Connor Hellebuck just completely turned his game up. Yeah, I mean... It was a close... It was a few... It was close games one and two. Um, Winnipeg 
they're really excited. They have the they I believe have the smallest arena out of all the teams in the playoffs, but the fans really wanted to see a playoff win. They've got three of them, and now they might yeah. have their first series win. Minnesota's an experienced team, but like the Sharks, they have never really gotten that far, and they haven't gotten the final appearance. Dubnik's been good, but... Injuries is yeah. really hurting them. I mean, you have Zach Parisi fractured his sternum. Yeah, and it hurts me to see like Eric Stahl doing so well on a different team. He was on the Rangers at some point. I wish we didn't let him go. Yeah, you know, and Ryan... What hurt them also was losing Ryan Suter. Yeah, Ryan Suter. was a big injury for them. Um, I mean, that's, that's your stalwart defenseman, yeah. you know. I mean, you've got good forwards, but as we see in Pittsburgh, well, Pittsburgh's doing well, but having a not-so-good defense can kind of haunt you, especially if you're playing a really good offensive team Which like is Winnipeg. Which Winnipeg got, is. Yeah, they've got Line A, they've got Wheeler, they've got Shifley, who... Many people have said was underrated through the years, and now he's proven to be a good first, second player on this team. Yeah. And don't forget uh, B- Bufflin. Bufflin, too. Who just keeps on chugging along. Yep. So, I mean... Big I sp- hits, but he's a big guy. He's a big guy. But so, it's going to be, I think we agree, Jets... Jets versus, versus Nashville. Nashville, which so, I think should be a very interesting... Yeah. So I think we'll save that one for last. Let's go back to Vegas versus San Jose. If you were to pick who would win that series, I'd say Vegas in six. I, I think I'd say Vegas in six also. Potentially in five the way they've been playing. But then again, it's, I think that they like they both swept in the first round. Yes. But I feel like Vegas has just had a stronger impact. Like San Jose, they were playing a team that didn't look like they were ready for the playoffs. Getzloff wasn't playing as well. Corey Perry, I haven't seen that much good of. Raquel, decent in the playoffs, but really right. San Jose, they were just a better team in that series. But the thing is, now you're going to have a close series. And I think Vegas, despite the lack of playoff experience as a team, because this is their first year, but then again, you've got good players from teams that made the playoffs last year. Yes. James yeah. Neal is great. They've got budding new players, William Carlson. Mark Andre Fleury, as I said, I think acting I, like it's last season. I think Mark Andre Fleury is going to be the X factor here. Um, I think he's a better goalie. Than he's Martin a better Williams. goalie, and he's hot right now. Very. And we've seen in the past. I mean, this I, was probably before your time. Well, not before your time, but when you were a lot younger, um, we've seen a goalie just carry a team to yeah. the play throughout the playoffs. Um, I think it's specifically of a John Sebastian Jaguar. I've heard of him. Um, yeah, you can't really insane. rely on one area of your team. Oh, no, they're, no, they're I'm a big not. offensive team. They're a big Fleury, offensive team, but I think yeah. right now. And if Flurry stays hot, then their yeah, offense could be Two goals, one. you know. Like Vegas, they just need to score a little bit more. I mean, Jonathan Quick's a good playoff goalie. Martin Jones, he is too, but I still think that San Jose, they're not as defensive as they are offensive. I think Vegas is a very well-rounded team, yeah. and they'll be able to take it. This yeah. series will go far, oh, yeah. but I just think Vegas... I mean, defensively for San Jose, you just worry it. about Brent Burns. Yeah. But but even uh, then, Brent Burns, I think of him more as, as an offensive, offensive Yes, that's, he's an offensive defenseman. He's You don't think of him as yeah. a shutdown D. So if Vegas is making it, who are they playing in the next round? I believe that this series will go to seven games. And I think the Nashville will take, um, I, I take think, the whole thing. I think Nashville's experience. They've got experience now. Winnipeg, they've, as I said, that would be their first series win in the round prior. So Nashville, like, I mean, they're two good goalies, but Hellebuck doesn't have experience. Rene does. 
Um, they've got a great defense. Uh, Winnipeg, they're more of an offensive team this year. Yes. But so is Nashville. They've been able to score many goals and stop many as well. Yeah. I mean, I think also part of the problem, not part of the problem, but one of the things that we discuss, and we'll start wrapping this up, is that the whole playoff system that exists right now, the setup, needs to be kind of reworked. Because we have too many of the top teams facing off in the second round. Yeah, that's been the problem. There's been really good... I mean, the second round is looking to be interesting this year. Oh, I, I, four top-notch series. But then if we have Nashville versus Vegas, I think Nashville will take this because finally, I think this is where Vegas goes down. Nashville is really hungry to get back into the finals. That series will probably go to seven. There will probably be a lot of seven uh, game sevens in this yeah. uh, second round. And then I think, uh, you know, come certain, I think Vegas at a certain point, the pressure... The, yeah. the novelty of them getting this far is going to wear off and the pressure is going to start to build on them. And yeah. I think that would be if and they also, win this next round. They're, they're losing their home ice advantage to very, very loud stadiums. But if Nashville has the home ice advantage, it can come down to something as simple as that. 100%. So now we have Nashville and Boston in the finals. I think we should save this for another segment because we'll have to go really in-depth on that. And who knows, there could possibly be an upset yeah. where we, can see a, we a could see a completely we, different. That's not um, pedestrian here. So we're going to wrap this up for now. Thanks for listening. Yep, thank you for listening.